M. Night Shyamalan never ceases to impress me with his original ideas and how the concept of time is never cherished enough. In other words, don't let time pass you by. What was supposed to be a tropical holiday turns into a horrific nightmare when a family visits an isolated beach that somehow it triggers them to age quickly. It reduces their entire lives into one single day. Greetings, you maniacs of the macabre. It's the Horror Hound, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the movie Old that was released back in July, with a runtime just shy of two hours. Watching the movie, it was worth every single second. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> However, there is a, a bit of an interesting tidbit in the movie when one of the characters says she cannot wait to hear her daughter singing voice when she grows up. But later on in the movie, it is revealed that she has a tumor. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. When M. Night Shyamalan's Old is based on the book by Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters, is playing thematically with those feelings and allowing itself to be surreal and scary in the process, and it truly works. From their arrival to the beauty of this beach, surrounded by steep stone, also feels threatening initially. The waves crash, and the rock wall almost seems to grow taller as the day goes on. When they try to walk back the way they came, they get faint and wake up on the beach again. And then things get really weird when Trent and Maddox are suddenly significant older, jumping about five years into a couple, in just a matter of a couple hours. The adults figure out that every half hour on this beach is like a year of it. So as the kids age into Alex Wolf, Elizabeth Scanlon, and the great Thomas and McKenzie, the adults face their own physical issues, including hearing vision problems, dementia, and that damn tumor in Prisca's body. It's not a tumor. <laughs> so can they get off the beach before 24 hours age them in 48 years? It just kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? So it is something out of a Twilight Zone episode, and it is, it's a very clever idea. Rod certainly would have been proud. He certainly would have loved it. And the movie is very successful when Shaman Lion is being mischievous and quick with his high concept of life is quite literally a beach in which a six-year-old in the morning will go through puberty by lunch and the grandmother in the first act has almost no chance of being around for the last and final act of the movie. So this movie is borrowed from the 2010 graphic novel Sandcastle by Peter Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters. It's sort of unsettling idea that whatever can trigger a wave of existential anxieties or parental ones, which are often the same thing. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Just by thinking about it. And yet everyone likes to talk about the big twist at the end. It's like smoking a cigarette. Was it good for you, baby? <laughs> did you see it coming? No. Miss Cleo did not see it coming. Anyway, did it turn the rest of the movie into gibberish? For some people, it did. I mean, yet for all the consideration paid to Shaman Lion's trademark teasing grand finales, it's the little twist in his movies, the ones that happen to go along the way that can determine whether the film in question is spinning a yarn worth telling or just spinning its wheels in place. My first initial reaction was, what in the Pornhub parody is going on here? Seriously. The beach possesses a mysterious feature that ages anyone who sits on it. Every 30 minutes or so, you get one year older. 
It's most obvious with the children, but after a while, reference is made of the small tumor that was discovered in Prisca's abdomen. It's not a tumor! Anyway, I can't, can't stop saying that. Sorry. It was three centimeters. Now it's the size of a golf ball. And then minutes later, it's the size of a grapefruit. God damn. Talk about rapid progressive growing with a tumor. Anyway, so what happens? Charles, played by Rufus Sewell, an unusually intense and jabbering physician, decides to operate right there on the beach without any anesthesia. It turns out that the incision will heal instantly. Then boom! So, okay, if the, if, the, if the wounds heal instantly, we need to figure out what kind of shit is on that beach and why is not the U.S. government funding that kind of shit. <laughs> but it can heal quickly, just take it to the beach. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then with the tumors out, just like that. But since the audience is still engrossing the premise of the movie that just about everyone on the beach will be heading toward the grave within 24 hours. The fact that this spontaneous surgery just sort of happens, well, because Shyamalan thought it would be a cool idea, I guess, it may stick in your movie-going craw. It's a twist more fanciful than logical, but Shyamalan doesn't seem to care. He's holding your attention. He's got a grasp. <laughs> so, but like most of his movies, has a captivating hook along with some elegant filmmaking maneuvers. But instead of expanding his premise in a treacherous and powerful way, the writer-director just keeps throwing things at you. The new swimmer was the escort of the famous rapper named Midside Sedan. Okay, stop right there. Why would you come up with the name Midside Sedan for a rapper name? Is this just meant to be a joke or something? I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. Anyway, who Charles the Surgeon wastes time no accusing of murder? The movie prompts us to think that's a racist idea, yet it's it's not above misusing it for suspense. So let's just get that off the table. And why is the rapper's nose bleeding? Charles and his high-maintenance wife, Crystal, played by Abby Lee, have an 11-year-old daughter of their own, Kara, played by Micaiah Fisher. And before long, she and Trent, who are now teenagers, have hooked up, and she has gotten pregnant. Okay, spoiler When Trent... <laughs> <laughs> this this kid, he's like, I don't even get a pregnant the first try. I think it would take like ten times or something, kid. If you live in a world where it takes ten times for you to stick it in and get a girl pregnant, there is something wrong with your sperm. Just saying. Moving on, <laughs> the guy in Priscan, where where a guy in Priscan all this happening? Strangely, they do not look any older. Note is made to wrinkles, and after a while, we glimpse a few. But basically, these two and the other adults just kind of remain the people they were, which seem extremely odd in a movie that is otherwise about such dramatic developments. So, when you criticize a thriller, you can sound like one of those people who Hitchcock referred to with weary futility as the plausibles, as if plausibility were the only thing that mattered to them. But once you accept where it's going, the film lacks shape and consistency. Well, except for this one. It has a compelling off-kilter visual style with the camera hinting at things just out of sight, but the characters keep explaining who they are in cliche, you know, psychotherapeutic sound bites at times. The film threatens to turn into the Twilight Zone, a version of a 12-step meeting. The characters are trapped on that beach, and Shyamalan creates convincing claustrophobia. But part of it is that you wish most of them were better company. 
besides the the doctor going fucking guano. Anyway, <laughs> if old age is carrying, it's also as a Citizen Kane character put it, the one disease you don't look forward to curing, which provides impetus for the movie's finale. While Shyamalan is often cited for his tricky endings, it's arguable that he doesn't quite stick the landing with this one. Well, that's what the critics are saying anyway. Who knows? Oh, I'm a movie critic too, but this one, this movie was actually pretty good. So, also, he adds to the story a dollop of that much venerated Hollywood commodity, hope, and also doles out some anti science propaganda that could not be more unwelcome at this particular time in the real world. You should hear some of the things people say in this movie. You will be surprised and amazed at what some shit has come up with this movie. I'll leave it to you to, um, to be the judge of that, okay? Okay, moving on. The real trouble with the movie is that its rules are so subjective. A corpse decays to bone in a half an hour. The adults all age by barely visible augmentations. Each family tellingly has a malady, but some are physical, some are mental. Charles, the surgeon, is a head case who keeps wondering for some godforsaken reason which movie co-starred Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. It was Missouri Breaks, for fuck's sake, okay? Just... Stop asking the question. <laughs> Don't ever go on Jeopardy because you will not get that question right. One character ends up with a mass of distorted limbs like something out of a demonic possession film. Another scales a vertical rock face to escape, then fatally falls asleep during the climb and splat. A few of these issues come into focus with a big twist, which for a moment takes villainous characters look weirdly benevolent, then villainous again. Make up your minds. More than ever, though the twist in a Shyamalan film makes one ask, was it worth sitting through the entire movie for this? Or is that feeling just getting old for some people? It's it's one of those questions you have to ask. I'm sorry. So, Shyamalan's fluid cinematography style, outstanding features of which are almost ever mobile camera, and a bag of focus tricks, serves him especially well with this movie. Sometimes the camera will pan back and forth into a TikTok pendulum fashion <laughs> and return to its starting point to reveal a terrifying change. The way he switches out his actors as their characters age is seamless. The filmmaker's work in this verbal department is not so felicitous. He names Pierre, rap star, and mid-sized sedan. Early on, one character complains to another, you're always thinking about the future, and it makes me feel not seen. So... Anyway, there's that, and now it's time for my closing thoughts on this film. So, in fairness, Old probably has too many characters for its own good, and there's reasons why I barely bothered to actually talk about them, as going down the list saying something about each one would probably take up an entire review's worth of text. So, you're welcome. It's not a matter of the story itself becoming complicated due to having so many clashing personalities as the film is actually relatively straightforward, but that nearly every significant moment in this movie pretty much flies from set piece to set piece across its 110 minutes duration has its emotional left undercut from ironically not having enough time to spend with the characters. Just because they are stuck constantly aging doesn't mean they can't be further developed. Cannot be further developed, in case you misunderstood that. So just because there's, um, sorry, I just said that. As a result of simply too much, there is not a single death that's impactful. 
in this movie, including the one that should be a layup to generate some kind of emotional response, yet fails. The supporting cast is fun, although more of an unnecessary distraction. Self-absorbed beauty queens are reckoning with fading sexiness, culminating into some deliciously grotesque body horror. A knife-wielding maniac whose frequent attacks uncovers any injury sustained will automatically heal, and some others that probably should have been cut entirely. So whenever old is fixated on marital struggles, making peace, the effects of children speedily growing up to fully grown adults, and the litany of crazy scenarios that arise, it's admittedly thrilling and easier to swallow the flaws within the storytelling execution. Old is probably as good as it's going to get when you take M. Night Shyamalan's numerous filmmaking idiosyncrasies and toss them into a blender with pathos regarding time. So to sum the whole movie, there is a death of imaginative gruesomeness, an instance of emergency surgery, a disturbingly accelerated pregnancy, which I'm not going to go into details with, just going to watch the movie. But there are also long, tedious freakouts from characters lacking the dimension to merit them. Shyamalan, who's been working his way back toward bigger budget productions ever since breaking himself out of movie jail with the 2015's The Visit, feels caught between the more emotionally considered movies he used to make and the leaner, meaner ones he's done more recently. His filmmaking cannot make up for the fact that Old is hovering indecisively between the two halves of his career, unable to commit to the either direction. And in the conclusion... As always, thank you very much for listening and subscribing to South South Jersey Horror on your favorite device and platform. I promise I haven't been drinking. I'm just, I guess my mouth is just too fast. My mind, my mind is too fast. I don't know. You get the idea. <laughs> Until next time, you magnificent sons of bitches. This is the Horror Round, and stay creepy, my friends.